listening to MMA and Beyond. Thank you so much, everybody who who's downloading, who's listening, who's sharing. Thank you for your feedback, MMAandBeyond.com. We really appreciate it. So many downloads. We're well over 200,000 downloads to this show already. We can't believe it. So thank you so much. We'll continue. We will continue yeah. to bring you what you want to hear uh, from great minds. I got, of course, the great Ray Longo next to me. Ray Longo, trainer of the UFC fighters. Also, the biggest upsets in UFC history, of yeah, course, yeah. Ray Longo. I, I once referred to him as the Emmanuel Stewart of MMA. Man, and uh, <laughs> and I truly believe gyms, it. One of the toughest boxing gyms ever. Yeah. And, just, I, and, and, and he just, he, he knew his stuff, man. A walking encyclopedia. That's Ray Longo. Of course, I got Fight Shape Ricci on the other side of me. Fight Shape Ricci, not only is he a professor at Long Island University in Brooklyn, New York, but of course, running... Sports science. You are the sports science guy, man. You know it. You're helping people refine, improve, and enhance their careers in and out of the cage, in and out of the ring, and I am honored to be next to you. M.T. Resig. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm here. Absolutely. <laughs> is also Absolutely. here, everyone. Hold on a is also I heard here. a clap. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, ma'am, is here. Must be the new people. Ma'am is here. <laughs> they thought it was appropriate <laughs> to is, clap uh, when they heard his name. <laughs> Right, and we do know your folks are listening. Yes, that we're they sure. are absolutely. That his oh, mom, that's my mom, that's his, that's his, his insurance mom. Policy. The second I saw yeah. his mom, I'll curb my enthusiasm and just right. let yeah. me know she was listening. She listens. So nice, and beautiful if Ray's lady. Extra mean to me, she'll. She'll no, like she's, she's good. It's your father who doesn't get it. I think your mother gets it. Trust me. I saw her at the she's art gallery. Root, she, she's like rooting you on. Yeah, she she actually was very happy. Especially since you didn't give her a chair. She was tired, man. She's just standing there the whole time. But this anyway, talking. let me start this off. You I want to. I want to say thank you for your services. Yeah, this is Memorial yes. Day weekend. Yeah. And, uh, man, yes, yes. At least we God got one man. guy on the yes. panel Absolutely. that uh, stepped up and served his country, man. You should honored, be happy. Honored to be a veteran. Yeah. Honored to to have, have sweat, laughed, and bled with some of the greatest people I've ever met. People I still st stay in contact with. Go to their weddings. Go to their kid. <laughs> Time flies, man. Go to their kids' weddings, and um, and yeah, man. I'm I'm honored to to have made it this far and to have so many brothers and sisters, including my own brother, who uh, is a 24 year vet of special forces. So um, Thanks, definitely, man. man yeah, a great crazy, weekend. Crazy. Someone wrote me. It was interesting because on on our social media, we we posted a you know, a picture, and and of course we often post a picture of me as a kid in my military uniform. To me, it was 10 lifetimes ago. And there I am standing. I was about 21 years old in this picture. Military policeman, uh, our, our police, we were the beret, sharp-looking uniform. And I said, Happy Memorial Day to everyone. And someone wrote that uh, it's not Happy Memorial Day. It's, it's a, day of, uh, a, a day of reflection where we reflect. And I said, maybe for you, but not for me. For me, it's not a somber weekend. For me, it is a fun weekend where we celebrate the lives of the courageous. We celebrate the lives of those who who dedicated themselves, volunteered and dedicated themselves, and paid the ultimate price for me. It's a celebration of life, honor, courage, and dedication. Not a somber weekend, man. So thank you so much, yeah. and thank you to everyone out there, families, friends, everyone out there who knows somebody who did pay the great price, and those who still continue to volunteer to participate, defend this incredible country. So thank you so much, my brother. We, we had a busy week. We Crazy had a busy week, week yeah. man. You had a busy personal week. Yeah. Plus, there were fights inside of an octagon. Also, yeah. <laughs> this this morning, this morning, um, and 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 I, I say fights inside of the octagon. You went, of course, your daughter's graduation. I have spoken at more commencement speeches than I can count, and always chaos, man. So I admire that battle you were in this weekend, sir. Exactly. We had a good uh, good commencement speech. It was uh, another UD graduate, University of Delaware, Steve Mosco who uh, headed up Sony for a bunch of years and was responsible for Breaking Bad, which was one of the biggest wow, awesome. uh, TV yeah. stuff. Yeah, he's, and he good told job, a man. funny story about, you know, they were Sony wasn't doing good, and he had an idea. He was pitching. I forget who he was pitching, but they said, what's it about? It's about a chemistry teacher who's dying of cancer, and he wants to leave a nice nest egg for his you know, family, <laughs> so he starts cooking up crystal meth, and they... Looked at him like he was totally <laughs> insane, and they said, "Who's uh, who's who do you have playing it?" And he says, "Brian Cranston, the guy from Seinfeld." You know, like they just they kept going, and 
you know, knock on wood. And it, this guy was a good guy. I mean, you could see he was just a hardworking guy, always had, you know, uh, hard labor jobs growing up and uh, just, a, you know, really spoke from the heart. And uh, just an ordinary Joe that really made it big, which is always great to see. Well, I had vision. And, what did that series have? Seven good years? Six, seven oh, good yeah, years? Oh, yeah. He said least? it was the second biggest thing I think it they killed did. It killed yeah. It was huge. It was one of those things where the series finale, the, the country kind of stopped mm -hmm. what they were doing and watched it and, and stayed away from social media to not have any of the spoilers. And it was one yeah. of those those mega events, yeah. definitely. So I, I thought he, he did a great job. I love those commencement speeches, too, when they, they hit it out of the park and to get people laughing and it's insightful yeah. and just motivating for just to listen to it. Like again, an ordinary guy that really wanted to be involved with TV and he went out and did it. it and really and they caught it, you know, and, and they catch that. To me, the greatest speeches are the ones that are delivered by people who have been through it, not just yeah, theoretically, but right. actually went through it and have a story to tell. That's the ones that can be humorous and insightful and, and have those kind of quiet moments that you can reflect upon and at the same time, completely identify with man and so that's that's great you guys catch any of the fights today yeah i caught How uh, great is it having uh, ufc on in the middle of the day yeah 11 a.m much right? better than I think, what do you have 11, 11 a.m start yeah it was oh uh, here yeah today. thank god for fox mobile on app sunday because <laughs> i was watching them on the car ride back but uh so i got to see him i thought uh wonder boy oh there's a lot to talk about in that fight there but I'm, I'm gonna actually use the word robbed because not that it was a high-paced fight like that, more of a chess match, but the other guy just did that. To me, and like, again, I'm watching it on the phone, so I'd have to go back and look at it. I want to qualify my statement up front that I was watching it while I had three women in the car talking and bullshit. <laughs> oh so, I mean, I was trying. But uh, <laughs> what I saw was really Wonderboy doing the only damage. You know what I mean? And until, that, the, that, until the last, until the last, minutes, the last yeah. round unequivocally. Yeah, well, you can, you gets, can go but to, but yeah. to find three or four rounds that you're giving that other guy, I'm saying is impossible. I, from what I saw. Well, I, I think you saw it, and statistically, the numbers dictated that. The significant strikes the landed well, in, the, in the early rounds. I think Wonder Boy right was up quite a bit. I mean, he. I didn't like look at the you. finals on on like fight metric or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But nevertheless, um, I, I had a hard time giving. Anything maybe other than four and five to, to yeah. kill. And, again, yeah. and, and Steve brought up a good point before. Again, it's another guy that missed weight, and uh, we have all the stats in front They're of seven us. Seven and one now. Yeah, cause, seven cause and one. one uh, Molly McCann, she missed weight, but she lost. She got choked out in the second round against uh, Jillian Robertson. But uh, she's the only one so far. Uh, and again, if you look at the stats, one only now. one pound. So everybody else was more than one pound. Or, well, I guess Alex Perez wasn't, but. I mean, I don't know. They have to do something about that. I think it's another thing they should look at. And somebody brought up a good point. Uh, but I don't know what you think about that. But even in a situation like today, all right, you didn't make the weight. They take his money. I don't care how long it takes you. Go take another five hours. Just go make the weight. That way you have to make it. Mm -hmm. There's not. It's not a time thing. Just, a, I don't know, somebody brought it up and I go, you know what? At least he has to go back and make that weight, and it's going to affect him because now he's going to have less time to rehydrate. But, again, it doesn't let him off the hook completely. Go make the weight. Take five hours if you have to. Yeah, I mean, I think the question on that, though, would be what is the remaining weight? You know, we have our in the house, one of the smartest women I've ever met, Dr. Yeah. Shreen. I think she would probably have to look at that and say, uh, well, I mean, if it's a certain percentage above the scale, like if the guy's got to lose 11, you ain't pulling him because then he's in danger, right? right. I mean, with five episodes. I think well, that's my point. Sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the point. And that's where it needs to be, right? right? So I think four or five, you could potentially do that because and even it up. Because I, now I don't even know if the economic penalty is enough. Right. I, I think these guys are so excited about being on TV making their own yeah, brand, which is making a name, he, that no, they are willing to take a huge pay cut or a pay hit. Half yeah. these guys are willing to fight for nothing. We're, we're only hours from the fight, and so we're discussing, because we speak about MMA, we're talking about the fact that he was three and a half pounds over, Darren Till this is. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, 10% of the people talking about it tonight will be talking about it. By midweek, no one will be talking about the fact that he missed weight. I agree with you. They'll only be talking about how he beat Wonderboy. Yeah. And 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 again, strategy wise, it's it's not a bad strategy if you're allowed. For me, again, I'm 
I'm dull and boring. Probably a lot like you, Mike, in this sense. And to, to me, didn't you didn't you sign a guy. contract? At some point, it's a bre- when you when you get on the scale and you're three and a half pounds over. How did you not breach a contract? Didn't you sign a contract that you would show up on this day and weigh this much? How do you show up three and a half pounds over and it's just not a complete breach of contract? And, and how does that work? Well, well it, is, it is a breach of contract. And why isn't one, it one the boy else? had the option to say, I'm not fighting you. Yeah, yeah. I think, but, he, then, you know, but that's a big burden to put on that guy. What does he that did, do to his social Exactly. Setting? He well, did nothing wrong. Exactly. Why is it, why is it like up Dana to him? White it's just like, got rid of somebody you know, saying like you, when you, you declined to fight. Yeah, it's like when you lend a guy money, then you ask him for it back, and you're the bad guy. It's been through that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like All the time. Now I'm the bad guy. I want my money back. So now I'm the bad guy because I don't want to fight you because you breached the contract. It's it's ridiculous at this point. There's got to be a lot of pressure. And, and the one thing, and then I'm going to ask you, Mike, but this is when that fight date is announced, that's when your weight cut starts. Yeah. What is the did, people are not doing this on three weeks notice, four weeks notice. This is mathematically simple. It's not complicated. Here's what your body fat is. Here's what you weigh. Here's how much lean muscle mass you have. Here's how much water you have. Here are all the things you have to do to arrive there. That is it. From a disciplinary perspective, hey, this is the field you chose. There are people doing it on a daily basis, dieting, eating well, and training as hard as these guys, making no money with no publicity, and applying the proper dietary application to stay in great condition day in and day out. This is easy. On paper, it is easy. It is not that hard. It is not that complicated. And I think the other thing is it's also saying that they're not afraid of a financial penalty. They're not. That's the the other thing. They're just not afraid of it. and It's almost... They're welcoming it, you know. As long as they're on TV, I think after taxes, he probably lost hardly any money. It's, he's it's, going up in the rankings, it's right? It's worth yeah. it. It's it's worth completely it. worth yeah. it. And he shows up. He doesn't have the mental anguish that goes up with this. And and Stephen, uh, a Wonder Boy uh, Thompson, I listened to an interview he had after with uh, Meg Levy, and the first thing he said was, "It was like crashing into a wall." He's a big boy. Yeah. It's like crashing into a wall. He said, so usually when I when I do these lightning fast, uh, I, I run towards someone lightning fast, they'll step back and give me that range. He just stood there. Mm-hmm. If anything, he got closer, and it was just running into a wall. I can, I well, that's that's it a good thing that the ceiling was 88. <clears throat> Could you imagine? Imagine if, if they didn't monitor the wee high right. ceiling. You would have went in at 98. And for and I got Hill, this is... Uh, Brennan Schaub earlier today brought up the point that with Bisbing not fighting anymore, this is Darren Till's chance to brand himself as the British fighter. Exactly, that's the scary part. The British fighter in the UFC. So like you were saying, Steve, uh, tomorrow no one's going to be talking about how he didn't hit weight. Nope. They're going to be talking about he's the fighter from Britain now that Bisbing most likely won't fight anymore. It's who's next. Yeah. uh, They'll be talking about who he's fighting next. That's it. You almost have to believe they, they really wanted that guy to win. They really, yeah, there's no question about they, it. They had you know. it in his hometown. Yeah. They they pushed it. If you could hear, it sounded like a soccer stadium in there. Uh, it was it was designed for him to beat Thompson. And uh, and Thompson saw whatever he saw in that first or second round when he started engaging. It wasn't the most entertaining fight. But whenever he started engaging, you could tell he saw it. You could tell that Tills was really hurting his leg. I'm curious to see how... Thompson's leg is tomorrow morning because you could tell that those kicks he was he was giving him in the leg were really bothering his knees. Uh, it's you could just tell that that Wonder Boy was was just hitting a bigger, stronger dude. Yeah, but let me let me just say something because first off, his Wonder Boy's an absolute sweetheart. He obviously dude, his interview. He's not going to say what he's really thinking. He won that fight. That's the bottom line. And if that guy was so big and he was a wolf, why didn't he do anything? Why didn't he come forward? He was afraid to come forward. He had he, Wonder he Boy on getting, the cage. He did nothing. He was getting hit every time. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for a big guy, so why, this is what we're saying. Like, Wonder Boy was running into a wall. That last round is he, the only time Darren Till looked like he had yeah, anything. The yeah, rest he was, of the time, he, he was just... He was just getting countered, and and Wonder Boy yeah, was hitting. Him I mean, in the he face. could have he could have pressed that fight if he was so big and strong. Let him let him go forward, take either couple, and keep going. Never happened. Particularly in your you hometown, know? wanting to make a statement. He might have been going to fight a statement. And yeah. Wonder Boy was hitting him, and walls don't hit back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what happened. He was hitting the wall, and the wall wasn't hitting back. Yeah. And then every time Wonder Boy would hit him, he'd put his hands up like nothing happened. 
I mean, I'm telling He'll shake you, shake his easy, head, right? Uh, I like again. I watched it on a phone. I'd have to go back and watch it, but I'm saying easy fight to score. I'm going. Yeah, I had yeah. Wonder Boy. If you want to go rounds, three two or yeah. uh, 47 47. I bet had to give this guy four rounds. Four, yeah. Doing what? Forty eight, forty seven, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, Wonder Boy's just too nice of a guy. So I feel like I almost have to speak up for him because he's not going to say because he's a gentleman and mm -hmm. that's it, you know. But I know he has to think in his heart he won that fight if I talk to him. Um, he, can I make a comment? Yeah, brother. Yeah, I don't. I don't. My, think I, I don't ladies and gentlemen, Mike Wisigliano. Right, no, no. I, I just want. To, I don't think I'm boring and, and nerdy at all. I, you said that. I took exception to it. I think I'm pretty, uh, you know, excitable guy. Yeah, you just proved. You yeah, I just want to. Just want to say that. that. Gonna for break everyone listening, if, if, for I mean, everyone I take exception to I Steve Marable is saying I was kind of a nerdy. You are neither nerdy nor boring, sir. Thank you. So, so the the on on. The Fox card. Now, this is this is a question when when coming to. Actually, I think I saw a, a feedback question on this. And of course, feedback, folks, is at uh, mmaandbeyond.com, or you can reach us. Uh, you can reach Ray Longo, Ray Longo MMA on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Steve Maraboli on Instagram and Twitter. We got Fight Sci Guy. There he is. <laughs> and of course, and Mike, where could they reach you? Uh, capital M. -T. Oh God, that's it. R I C O G. So we. <laughs> so we did get a question about uh, ESPN and the and the UFC's ESPN uh, deal. Uh, this one came from uh, Mina Leland, and she writes, "Think the UFC deal with ESPN is good for the sport." N and the reason why I'm bringing that up in this is because this was on Fox, and I'm curious to see what the numbers are, the the generally seeming declining numbers of MMA on TV, seeing what this would do in the middle of the day on a, on a Sunday on a holiday Sunday in the U.S. I'm curious to see what that is, and I'm curious to see the impact the ESPN deal has on the UFC. Never mind MMA in general, but the UFC. Uh, because on Fox, having something on Big Fox, you can get a casual audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas ESPN, that will have anything from a top game to high school Squash. lacrosse. Yeah. You know what I mean? For ESPN 26, right. you know, like yeah, totally, uh, it's, it's yeah. so I'm curious if number one, because of ESPN, they have so much content, it's going to be so diluted that the sport will have trouble rising there, or because of that same reason, will the sport be required to ha have more of that circus feel to it so they can make more of those top 10, top 20. Uh, uh, video bleeps that that ESPN and 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 Sports Center type shows are, are having. I gotta tell you, first thing is first weird part of, uh, point is the, the ESPN wasn't even covering the UFC. You know that was they covered of, the McGregor thing, but that yeah, was but they're a, not even covering. Yeah. Now they paid a shitload of money for those fights, which is. I don't know. Something's not adding up to me. But uh, how do you go from not covering something to kind of overpaying for something, which is a big deal. Even Dana said, look, ESPN, you know, we went from not even being covered to now we got a very lucrative deal from them. Now, is ESPN, are they big enough to really pull this sport, you know, do something else, Is uh, give it more eyeballs? I don't know. Or did they pay the amount for the number of years from a business standpoint? Sometimes you don't have an intention of doing anything with a product. You just don't want to compete with it 10 years right. from now when it's good. So, uh, so that's interesting. So they might, from a business standpoint, I might pay for the UFC in case it gets huge. And now I'm dealing with Fox, who has this monster. Right. I'd rather get it now while I can afford it and, and, and manage it. And if it happens to go great, great. But at least manage it where I'm not competing with yeah, it. Yeah, but I heard ESPN wasn't doing good. They laid off a shitload of people. I think so. they, they, have had a, they have a lot of right? content. Yeah, yeah, but they have a lot of content. But when you, when you go with the UFC, it's kind of like our deal in here. You're actually buying. They have their production. They have their institute. They have their studios. They have their shows. They have their clients for their shows. They have all. You're buying something that's ready made. So ESPN kind of just has to throw their logo on a system that already exists. Oh, well, it's definitely it's a turnkey operation. It's a smart. Sure, it's yeah. a smart business move. I'm just not sure what the intent is behind it. And if you're having trouble on Fox as it is, who has limited content, I mean, you have local media and then you have some big stuff and of course UFC, which is international. ESPN, that's what they do. So how they're going to uh, position it and what they're gonna do with, with shows 
you know what what the kind of those those ultimate fighter type shows right and right or that kind of stuff will be interesting well, they, to see they what they do they already said the ultimate fight is done i think that's out and that's going to be replaced with uh, that Dana White's contender. Uh, it looks like which Steamroller yeah. was in, right? Yep. Because it doesn't. It no, would make sense. There I was don't no know major, I think even Dana said it. I think it's the uh, Ultimate Fighter show is is done. They had X number of shows. It was a great product while they had it, and uh, I it think got them to where they needed I, to be. I, exactly. Yeah, Dana's all but confirmed that it's. it's yeah, right. Over. I think that's. <laughs> I, I think I heard that. Contender series. Which a contender series is great. It's it's kind of like uh, back in the day in boxing and and. Uh, on yeah. the USA Network, yeah. they had Tuesday night exactly. fights. Exactly, which was a great. It was fun. fantastic. Which was great. Great. Yep. Yeah, Tuesday night fights was phenomenal, and then even ESPN had Friday night fights for a long time. So, who knows? Maybe they make a resurrection that way too. Well, I, I think because I mean, people we want to see fights. We don't really care what goes on in the house. No, for the most no, part. but and but I if think, you don't have the fighters, and if you, again, we went back to this. We've talked to this previously. I, who's going to who's going to draw anyway? No matter who's promoting it. Yeah, right but now. I mean, I think the thing is when you're doing that show, like when they're profiling those people, they want characters. Now you want fighters mm -hmm. because now you don't get a chance to see what they're doing on the off. So, I mean, that's why they load the house with alcohol and they 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 know they're what they're picking, doing. They they're yeah. picking guys. I mean, I I was part of the process a couple of times. They're picking them. We had how many people did we have on the show? We had Luke, Matt, you know, uh, Ally Aquinta, uh, Eddie Gordon. They want characters. Now they're going to shift to the fighting, which I think for everybody will be better because it, is, it will be like Tuesday night fights where, oh wait, we got another night where we could watch some up and coming guys and see who they build up that way, which I think will be great. It'd be great if they could do a a, a popular kind of farm league. What boxing was able to do with the Tuesday night fights and those type of things that the UFC isn't able to do um, is they would beef up. A guy would be like 25-0 and 0 with 23 knockouts yeah, yeah, because yeah, he fought yeah. me. You know, yeah, like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he fought. And by the time the UFC can't do they that. They, they can't do that. Yeah. They, they can't do that. So if they had some sort of like farm system or were able to to create a network in which you'd see the the – the, the smaller events happening where you can build characters like that it, it would be great but here it's too it's too big you, you have to have like a Darren Till and put all this mind, money behind him and then hope that in his hometown he gets a decision that he mm -hmm. may not necessarily have deserved to make sure that money didn't just go flushing down the toilet like they did with with a let's say a Mackenzie Dern who 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 got a plus in her last uh, fight, but I think she lost more fans than anyone else, and they put a ton of money behind yeah. her. But you're still not feeling from Darren Till like anything like McGregor or even Bisbing. You well, know, well, that I mean? was I'm, my point too. Yeah, I mean, that, no matter I, where ESPN goes, if you're going to bring these fighters up through, as you were saying, Steve, and you grow with them, that might, either way you got to build a new audience and you have to build that new relationship you were yeah. talking and about. And I'm saying this fight did no, nothing. It's absent right This now. fight did nothing for him today. No, I don't no, care well, if he won or not. He missed weight. And his his fans are yeah. He, I, I don't mean, know if he everybody look everybody's going to have their fans and they're going to say whatever exactly. they're going to say sure. but without any validity to it. But this I'm saying this fight did nothing to it. But him you put him. you put let's not confuse and I hope that Darren Till doesn't confuse Liverpool fans with Darren Till fans, you know. And so anybody from that neighborhood who was in that octagon would have gotten that. That, well, that was my that, point. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he increased his fan base. So, so no, and within the fight game itself, something that McGregor had aside from the charisma and the and the the witty one lines is that dude put in the work, man. Yeah, he put in the work. Plus he showed he made, up. Yeah. He, he did the, the press. He, he he made he did the press conferences. And he was knocking people out. He was showing up, yeah, and he, he was knocking. Mm -hmm. people he was out. telling you what round he was yeah. knocking you out, then he was punching you in the face yeah. and doing it. That there, that's a difference than showing up with excuses in your first big fight. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's the difference in this fight. This was the bigger guy, and he chose to just basically not do much, man. Mm -hmm. And he didn't take any risks at all. And he kind of said it afterwards. You know, he's, this is a different type of fighter. But, you know, you've been basing your – you never heard McGregor talk like that. He didn't care who you are. But he, did, he there's no repercussion, so there's nothing to stop him from doing it again. And there's nothing to stop anyone who's paying attention from doing it, the, the the repercussion is what for Darren Till, yeah, nothing. Thirty, you know, well, yeah. You, I mean, you took a third, what do you take? Thirty. How about they, you, you, you lose money this, you didn't touch anyway. But what happens? Right. What happens to this? What happens if they all nothing left they his all, bank account? What if all the fighters make an agreement? Let's all come in overweight. 
Now, where's the money go there? Mm-hmm. Still goes to the athletic commission, or where, where's it go? I don't now know. They, both they, they have overweight. an issue to deal with. I yeah. don't know how they're going to remedy it. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how they're going to address it. But again, you're looking at a seven and one record. And for those who are, there are going to be some fighters who want every dime, and that will that will be their intent to get every yeah. penny out of it and get their pay and get what they win for. And, I mean, and not goal. only not only but, did he sacrifice. Uh, 20 or 30 percent of his purse he said he offered wonder boy his whole purse which well, even leads to right. bel- well then nobody then if you're going to have so people like that they don't they yeah right put so the scales he, away so if he where's yeah. he coming from if he was willing <laughs> yeah, to give up his whole purse yeah what does that tell you we're going to have roy nelson fighting wonder boy yeah. then under those circumstances <laughs> so i mean that's that's what it's going to turn into so the UFC has to make some decisions about it you know what they're going to do because if if again if it's not monetary and the whole goal is to get a ranking, get on TV. Then, yeah. then, was, then why not go that way? And like you said, Steve, nobody's going to remember it anyway. There's no condemnation, and maybe being penalized in future fights has to be something to take into consideration yeah. too. One fight's not enough because maybe they figure, okay, next time I'll make it. Now that I won, I've got ranks. You know, maybe I renegotiate a contract and whatever. But um, I don't have to class this then. Because yeah. they're making a mockery of it right yeah. now. Right. There's, there should be multiple offenses, that kind of stuff. But but where is, for me, again, it's it's always going to be about repercussion. Ray makes a great point where he said uh, if he offered the whole thing, then yeah, now well, I would love to think that you fight for free. Yeah. But <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. I mean, where is it well, coming from? What Why does is his coaches matter? think of that? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's yeah, he's willing to point. pay his coaches what money he doesn't even have at right. that point. He'd take everything. <laughs> Now, I want, we don't know if that's true, but that's what he said. Uh, we'd have to ask Wonderboy and find out, is that actually correct? Did he offer his whole purse? But what does it do for the, psych- the, the, the psychological aspect of, of future fighters? So fighters, as you know, are incredibly, um, many of them are pattern seekers and superstitious, mm-hmm. and they, they tend to see the trend and, and apply it to their, to their own lives and patterns. And so what do you see when you're at your weigh-in and you did your best and you were miserable for a week and you got on the scale and made it and the other guy doesn't show up for for the weigh-in and when he does, he's three and a half pounds over. Looking great, whistling on his way over, yeah. feeling fantastic. And then you also know that there's a, there's a 95% chance, just statistically, that because he came overweight, he's going to win. I mean, and so that has to have a psychological other, yeah. impact on the fighter. And the other thing, Tony, what do you think of that, that cap they put on at 188? That's 18 pounds over. But you, that would be, t- in my opinion, customary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That like, would be customary. It would be minimum. Yeah, right. Because I, I think, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of welterweights who, who have weighed in at 1 p.m. as an example. It's 71, 70 plus 1 if it's not title or main. Yeah. And I've had them back at 89 by 8 p.m. Right, right. So, oh, I, yeah, easily and healthy and fine because right. when you when you put the right things in it with the right timing, that's going to happen. So, seventeen, you know, eighteen, nineteen pounds. But my point is because he's a big welter, you're looking at a guy who potentially might have went back to ninety four, particularly right. with a thirty six hour window, because he's got a long window. If and that's if you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, see, that's my point too to Steve's question. If you have confidence in your rehydration protocol and you made it, it should damn piss you off and I wouldn't worry about the five or six extra pounds at that given point. If you're confident in your rehydration protocol and you hit the weight that you dictate that you're going to perform optimally at. So we, you and I talk about that all the time. We, we monitor our heart rates. I watch you. I, what do you think? We get a weight. This is where we think that fight is going to be best. This is where they're performing best during camp. So my opinion is, if you have a good rehydration protocol, independent of whether that guy's six more pounds, if you hit your weight where you know you can fight your best, I think there should still be inherent confidence within that. It might even piss you off even more, as long as you know you feel your best to think, he's trying to skate. Yeah. And he's trying to skate me. I mean, he's taking a few bucks, but willing to go with that 95% yeah, look, off. I think the other thing is, too, there's more evidence now, I, I believe, and I don't know, I don't have the stats on it, that these guys, like, you know, they're seven out of eight. This is more important than guys taking steroids. The guys yeah, on yeah. PEDs aren't that successful. Yeah, yeah. They're, lo- they're <laughs> losing fights you're right. you're on the performance of hands and your It's a no, fair point. It. So yeah, this yeah. is crazy. If yeah. you... Don't have to kill yourself Even with the Even the druggies weight. are not 95% winning rate is what you uh, ex- said. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So what they think is performance enhancing, not necessarily the case. There's A lot of those guys are losing that got popped. Yeah. These guys are winning. 
Yeah. So you what does that tell you? You take a, a you 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 pop hot for a performance enhancer. Not only do you get do you get shunned by the industry, you might not be able to fight for a year or two. Oh, you you're mm-hmm. a, you're a, you're an absolute Today, cheetah, right? Mm-hmm. We are less than 5 hours from the fight. In a couple of days, not only will none of that apply to Darren Till, but they'll be talking about when he fights the champion. I'm fair, and get on a UFC and, and straighten and, it and, out. And get it, rid of the weight classes. You know, just send everybody just, in there like the old days. There is no reason so far to not do this. This has become a fair, yeah. viable, and it's it, it's a it's a great way to cheat. It we need an really attorney is. to solve this. Mm-hmm. Where's our attorney? Mm-hmm. At? Yeah, where the hell? Quickie, where, where are you going to get one that's somewhat competent? What was that attorney joke you had, Tony? Oh, there's scores of them, but one of my favorites is, uh, what's brown and black and looks good on an attorney? What would that be? What would that be? Well, that would be a Doberman. (laughs) (laughs) But we could go in modern era, a Rottweiler. All right, considering, yeah. We're going to do an attorney joke a week for you, Mike. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Just for you. That was well, good. That was good. Let's do some feedback, folks. You're listening to MMA and Beyond. You can check out MMAandbeyond.com to participate with the show. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us who you want to talk to. If you want a guest in here, let us know. We'll do our best to to uh, to get anyone you want on the show and speak about anything you'd like to us to speak about. Again, that's MMAandbeyond.com. You could also reach Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA. That's one word. Ray Longo MMA on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Steve Maraboli. You can get Fight Shape underscore Ricci. Of course, you can find him at the Fight Science Institute. Yeah. Fight Sci Guy. And of course, MT Resig. Not empty Resig. MT. MT. Resig. Far from right. empty. Far from empty. Right. Or boring. Man of substance. Man of substance. <laughs> and I think for, that's going to be my new handle. The man, man of substance. There you man go. Of that's better than MT How dare you call that man boring? Let's go with some uh, with some feedback. We have um, Olson Jackson writes to me and Ray. He says, "Who's Iaquinta fighting next? Who is Sterling fighting next? And how involved are you guys uh, in that decision? Also, where is Weidman in his comeback? I'll defer uh, to you, Ray, because uh, Olson Jackson, I'm about as involved in those decisions as you are, sir. So <laughs> I'll, I'll share that with Ray." And unlike Steve, I'm pretty involved in those decisions. <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, I could tell you who they're thinking of. I can't confirm anything. But uh, I mean, they're looking. I think they're looking for Al. Maybe it's a possibility with uh, Justin Gaethje. Ooh, um, that that's a possibility. And uh, Al Joe's they uh, offered him like four or five names. We'll wait and see what what happens. For with Al that. Yeah, good, good. And a couple of them I liked, and a couple I didn't like, just based on what would be an exciting fight, mm-hmm. what would be a boring fight. But I think he was looking for Lineker would be the fight that he wants. Uh, and I think that's a great fight right now because Lineker is very dangerous and yeah. he hits hard. But uh, you know, I think Aljo's got the movement and the speed to uh, and the wrestling to upset well all of that. So I, I that, w- that would be a good fight because I think he's on a good roll. So, uh, you know, you want challenging fights for these guys, especially if you think you're going to be a champion. And I mean, who wouldn't want to see Aya Quinta and Justin oh Gaethje God. at this I'm point? A, I mean, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, that fight could only that fight could only put me go, in. You know. How, how exciting I'm going is that? So, so we'll see. Good. I don't know if that's that'll happen, but I think offered him a couple of names. That was one of them, and uh, you know, I think probably August for uh, maybe Alan. Aljo looks like he wants to get in there a little earlier, but yeah, and he's Aljo staying on top of things. I yeah. saw him yeah, on TV to today. He was at the Liverpool fight. Yeah, yeah, he's been there for he a while there, actually, yeah. doing some training, visiting family. I think right. Watching the fights, watching Mr. Elias, who had a nice yeah, day. Yeah, Elias yeah, Theodoro. Yeah, Congrats to Team Spartan. I just would like to throw that out. Love a it, man. Great yeah. bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's Ray, good, good, good guy. friends with good them. Guy. Yeah, and, actually, uh, yeah. I've seen Elias at uh, Longo. Yeah, he's yeah, out yeah, there yeah. often. And I work with I everyone always, on that team. And I always closely. have a nice text with him before and after the fight. That's he's awesome. just a good dude. Yep. They, all, they all are. They, they really are. Just a nice bunch of guys. They really are. And by the way, anybody want to mimic how to make weight? Follow Team Spartan. They do it beautifully. Their numbers are down 12 weeks out. He reports them in. Okay, we know what the numbers are. They, they really do a fine job. He never has an issue, and he comes in strong. He, he's the only guy smiling to the scale. He's yeah. having a good time on his way up to the scale. Do you start early? Is that? 
Is he, it a year-long thing? No, he, well, he, we do, you know, he caps it properly. He stays in good condition. Elias, yeah, I, go, think that, yeah. I think that's the yep. case. He'll he's go not, on vacation not, for a right. week, but he's not going to He's not going to Acapulco for two months, right. you right. know, and running around with beers and, and, and UFC fighters gone wild videos. Right, right. He, and he's going to be back in the gym in eight, nine, ten days. And, and, he's, got, and he's got the... The, uh, the Canadian version of Breaking Bad around them, Lachlan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Lachlan is great. They're a great team, man. Ash, just... <laughs> good people. Chad Pearson, all good guys. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Let's uh, let's go with uh, Richard Allen. He writes, uh, her GSP on Rogan, interesting mindset when it comes to fear and working through it. What do you and Ray tell fighters who have fear? I'm actually going to start with you, Fight Chief. Well, I, I mean, I, as from a performance coach, I don't try to get too involved in the mental side because I wouldn't. St I, I feel that Ray knows his fighters best, so I'm not going to step on anyone's toes in, in that regard. So Ray may may have a, a system or a strategy, or like yourself, Steve, a mental skill training protocol that he uses to to overcome some of that. However, um, engage it. Fear is absolutely fine. It's what you do with it. It can you, Steve, and you know this better than anybody. Whether it's anxiety, whether it's over arousal or under arousal, whether it's fear, that can be, you can manipulate the mindset, which manipulates physiology. So being afraid is fine. Learning how to utilize the fear, uh, renegotiate the fear, and turn it into something positive. And, and that's for the sports psychology field. I mean, certainly there are things in it that I've learned from you, things that I study. I'm actually doing my second doctorate in sports performance psychology. Nice. And um, second, doc, second doctor, yeah, look at you, yeah, I, 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 look at the big I, brain on board, you, you know, my man. But my point to that is, I'm, I'm you know, I'm very skeptical. I help only through positive reinforcement where I can, but who's not at some given point? The point is, whatever you are afraid of is what you should be encountering. So, learning how to rechannel it's it. just to raise your awareness, not to stop your progress, so right? There you what go. fear, what most people have with fear is just an unhealthy relationship with it. And so it's, as you're saying, it's a tool. Better so said. it's, a, it's, a, it's hundreds of thousands of years of a mechanism that's saying, Psst, pay attention. That's all it's doing. Okay. And so you're, you're unfortunately, because we're indoctrinated, a lot of times where it's theologically or whatever, that we're, where people have used fear to sell you a remedy, mm -hmm. it actually taught us to have an unhealthy relationship to it. Whereas I don't have an unhealthy relationship to being thirsty. Let's say mm. I, it's a tool I have where my body's like, do, do, drink, 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 drink. I drink something. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a tool, it's a mechanism that we evolved to, hey, pay attention. So somewhere our ancestor needed to catch some sort of subtle something that you don't consciously grab always. It's a subtle something that you unconsciously grab that raise your awareness. Something that's moving in the, in the woods, something that's moving in the brush, whatever it is, pay attention. Don't stop moving because if you stop moving, you can't eat. But pay attention because there's something out there that might hurt right. you. And that's what fear is. And most people who who are... Who are who, who become stagnant and petrified by fear simply have an unhealthy relationship to it, thinking it's telling them something more than it's actually telling them. And it can be renegotiated just quickly? Like everything else. It's okay. all relationships, man. It. It's your agreement with realities with everything. So I did listen to the GSP uh, on Rogan, uh, Richard Allen, 63. And, uh, and what GSP was talking about was he said, yeah, I'm almost frozen in fear. But I recognize that it's because I'm about to go into a cage and fight somebody. I should be. Mm -hmm. Let me pay attention. And all you were hearing, uh, Richard Allen, was it was him renegotiating his relationship to fear. Yeah. Right? You uh, must have experienced yeah, this so many times. A couple of things. First of all, most of the guys, they don't even admit that they're afraid of anything. And if they did, I'd just get rid of them. But uh, no, I'm, only, I'm only not saying it's a joke. <laughs> but uh, I can tell you one thing, talking about GSP, 100% true. He's pretty open with it, but I, there's been guys that I know that have witnessed what is going on back there, and it's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And how he – I mean, he should be the expert because how he could overcome the way he's behaving sometimes is, is, uh, is mind-blowing to me. But that was a big factor when Matt Fort – uh, Matt Fordham, because Matt witnessed him. He coached Matt on the comeback season, and he was panicking for Matt in one fight. Like, just <laughs> literally, like, they had to get him out of there. Like, Patrick Cotes said, let's just get him out because he's, you know, he's like, Matt, Matt, please don't let him kick you. He could kill you with that kick, you know, so. He's panicking so, for Matt. Yeah, no, no. He's a, look, first of all, GSP's a great <laughs> dude. Super he's a nice good dude. dude. 
But so that was a big thing for us when we were even planning for the fight because I remember Matt going, look, I know there's a mental midget in there somewhere. I just got to find him. So I think that was a big edge for Matt. He had witnessed something. He saw it. It was tangible to him, and he just was going to find a way. And that's when he started with all the pre-fight, you know, kidding around with him and doing stuff. And I think it was a – it put Matt in a good spot, and I think it put him in a bad spot. And I think it was a big difference in the fight. You know, had he not coached Matt and Matt saw that, and then some of the stories that came with it that, you know, were true, might have been a different story. Mm -hmm. But I think Matt being a street guy and being in a lot of street fights – he went into that fight very, very confident, mm-hmm. and I think that was one of the reasons. I don't know if that's helping anybody on the fear thing, but uh, it, it was huge. It was a huge thing. He he saw it. He he, you know, Matt wasn't that guy that was panicking. He really embraced fighting. And look, if you love to do something, you really love to do something. Why would you be afraid of anything? You know what I mean? I saw a guy not, you know get wigged out going to a fight. It was a kickboxing fight, and he didn't fight, and he probably had, like, a little cold. You know, but would that cold have stopped him from going? Yeah, if that cold, would that cold have stopped him from going to a Jay-Z concert or whoever, whatever (laughs) band he liked? No, you're going. Mm -hmm. But if you have any thing holding you back or a little fear, you'll find a way to make that a greater thing. You know what I mean? So, but for the guys that really love to fight, I don't think it's a problem, right? You know, and for the guys that it is a problem, I think they do work through it, like you say. And I think George is a great example because he really had a problem. But look at how great he was as a fighter. So, you know, it's it's always good to have good people around you and, and have you work through stuff. But uh, I don't know. I think the guys like you know, look, public speaking's a, a big. They say is the number one fear. I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. So for that. you, it's not a. No, you know, think even. about it. So I think it's all different. So yeah. if I think if if you have a fear, right. you know, I think it's easy to work. Not easy to work through, but you could work you through can it. Manage but for it. most of the guys that really love fighting, they're just dying to get in there. They have, I'm, I'm not. I'm, they might have fear, but they're definitely not showing it. You do, you, know? do you think? See the fear. I, just uh, personally, quickly, like. Yeah, and, and the other I thing no is, fear of and the, the other thing with the fear is, I mean, when you really go through a camp and you torture somebody. You get them so freaking confident in what they're doing, it really mm-hmm. takes a big burden right, off. Right. But because I've seen guys, hey, how come we didn't do this? How come we didn't do that? We used to do that. That starts to creep in, and that could manifest God, itself. They in think fear. they but, feel less ready. But it's almost like to get to the spiritual door, you got to go through the physical door. So when you crush those guys physically, I think you bring them to such a great point mentally that it eliminates all of that. Yeah, I, and you know, Ray, I think particularly your guys. I mean, I I don't know if it's so fighting does even personally. I'm I'm fighting anybody any and if I what's the worst that can happen? I die. I ain't gonna know it anyway. Well, I think that right? was George's but the point. point is, George's point was, look, he, I think he told Matt, look, at least you, if something happens, you got a ref that stops it. And what is no ref? Well, you yeah. get killed. But That's I, the way he's thinking in his head. But my I question mean, do you is, think Marab's thinking like that? No, right, right. I mean, he was getting his his yeah, lonics yeah. crushed to the back of his. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> Now, he might be afraid, but he's never it expressed that no to part, me. Right. You yeah. know, I, and I could tell a person if they're afraid, some, a lot of times I'm going to be afraid. You know what I mean? So when I walk in there hmm. confident, I'm telling you the guy is right. definitely confident. So yeah, And I was always wondering if it's a fear of fighting or it's a fear of fighting in front of 10 million people. Because yeah. there's a, those are two distinct things, really. Well, I think it's yeah, it's, it's, it's the embarrassment that we go right, right. Yeah, no yeah. one ever Out, fears more of an outcome focused than a process. Oh, yeah, I yeah. wonder how this success will change yeah, me. Right. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. Right. Fears well, some that. people just aren't afraid of fighting. I'm not afraid I, to fight. I, wonder, but I don't want to fight in front of ten. I wonder people. if all this money will hurt. Yeah, it will exactly. hurt my character. Nobody thinks that. I credit it's, it's, that. It's do I get beat in front of everybody right, now that I made this? Yeah, I think if you surround yourself with the right people, you're going to get the answers you need to overcome all of that stuff. But uh, proper good training. Yeah. You know. It is a good question, and and Olson Jackson. And I forgot the the last part of your question was also where is Weidman in his comeback? He should be getting his. Uh, I think the cast came off. Getting off. I right? was away when it came off. So okay, great. I think I uh, probably yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'll I'll know more on Monday. We can answer that question next week. Fantastic, and thanks again, uh, everyone who's writing in. I'm gonna. Skip a couple of these because I'm not. I'm not sure if you guys want to get into to that. We're not. We're not as much a uh, TMZ. But this is a great question from Matt. 
Matt writes, uh, he, he's, uh, he writes, just curious, love the show, curious what your answers would be. What will be the, the, turns out cigarettes are bad for all of us of our generation. <laughs> Interested in your answers. So, 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 you know, at, at growing up, there were cigarette commercials everywhere. You'd yeah. have even cartoons, the Flintstones, hey, Barney, check out this. And, and they would be doing cigarette commercials. Eventually, we came out to the idea of, turns out, cigarettes are bad for us. What's going to be that for, for, for this generation? For me, diet uh, things like the aspartame kind of, that kind of, the well, chemicals, the inner chemicals that, that make you taste something sweet uh, that are actually killing you. That, I mean, that could be it. Look, here, here's one thing I think we have to first consider. L life is hazardous to your health. Okay, the second you, I mean, laws of the universe are pretty much entropy, right? I, we, maybe there are things being reborn, but not in our universe. My point to it is, uh, yeah, we'll probably find something. I mean, there's, there's just scores of chemicals that we're probably exposed to. I don't know. Do we, what do we know clearly that's bad? Uh, people even will argue against this. I mean, I'm not saying excessive sugar intake, for example, is the sole proprietor of the obesity crises in the United States or all health yeah, issues. Yeah, but here's I'm, what I can tell I'm, you. I'm going with that. It's a I, big part. I didn't sugar. realize sugar was that bad for you. It's a big part. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go that. out on a limb and say it's the only reason why. But but let me just say this. In about 1800, uh, we think the Amer average American ate about two to three pounds of sugar per year. Okay, on average, we can estimate that, you know, you got to go run 40 miles to get a bag of sugar, so you're not going to suck it all down in a cup of coffee right. and one apple pie. All right, well, we're probably in the range of, well, up, some people up to 150 pounds a year annually. Oh. Now, that but, is 75-fold. The, There's yeah. nothing the else thing, the thing in the American question, diet. Wait, the thing with this question, too, is nobody ever said cigarettes were good for you. Like so, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's 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 the so point? So I, I, I just they, what is going to be the real? I think his question no. is what is going to be the real the dangerous? The old health? commercials would have would have them saying that oh, it reduces stress. Just relax. Oh, 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 so they did. It, all right, it was like Trident. It was like four to five oh, doctors so you, say, you look, he's trying to be good than yeah. you, bad. Like the Flintstones right. would be like, oh, just oh, relax. That's a have some of this. I thought what was going to be just something you said diet. So I just came I would. I think that. In the future, that they will see like the the diet supplements that they were putting in, uh, you know, the the sugar replacement. Yeah, I'm going with was cereal. Cereal. I'm trying to think of a commercial they do that's glorifying something. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I don't know what we would. Can know, I interject before I nod off? Today? Please. Okay. Yeah. Cloning. Cloning. Wait, you did cloning already? No, but I'm. Gee, oh, I'm answering that's your answering cloning. This? That's okay. a good. That's good. Cloning. Mike. I, I you watch. Give you, yeah, yeah. But cloning. what kind of cloning? Like you Human having cloning? kids is cloning. Rapture's coming. I'm telling you, huh? that's gonna find out. What you watch? Wait, rapture. Wait. Hold on. Rapture? You watch. Wait, 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 Rapture. Wait, wait, wait. wait one second. Let me cloning. Just, wait one second. You, right? you mean you mean cloning it like in a laboratory? Making another life. As in a making another life. You gotta have two but not making another show. life no, like I you would with your wife. About George cloning. No, <laughs> cloning another human being. So you, you that will be what's bad for us. You watch. That will be it. But what, no, what will be what will be bad about it? You mean health wise? No, I think that. Uh, Having two mics. No, I'm telling terrible. you. I think yeah. God's going to come down and psh, that's going to be it. Oh, that's you what's going to be theology. your you watch. The Almighty is going to come down because cloning. we make another one of that's us. That's right. Tell you watch stuff. what happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. But wait, Give so me a wait you watch. You mean you theologically, but not, not. You think what, cigarettes are bad for us? You watch what happens. Cloning. That's so perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah. Imagine hearing two people say this. Cloning is going to be bad. You watch. I, agree. I, know, right. I feel like I'm hearing ten people. And doubling the attorneys it on the planet. Just be me. You watch through cloning. Gonna happen. Okay. Okay. That's what's gonna be bad I, for us. I, you came up with something quite profound in cloning, and that is gonna be. I think that will propose gr and really now, somebody moral said issues. That, wait, but... has somebody said cloning is gonna reduce stress? <laughs> no, it's it, man. I'm telling you. Well, know, it started with the, the sheep. It's, it's going. I'm telling. Yeah, they say it's gonna be. What good was for the us. sheep's name again? That sheep didn't Dolly. Live, do. Dolly didn't do very well. No. Dolly had like what high blood Barbara pressure. Streisand cloned her, yeah, yeah, uh, her pugs or whatever they were. Dolly had all kinds of health humans. issues. It's all over. Type 2. Dolly was type all 2. All uh, Matt from Houston. <laughs> it's all a great over. question. I'm sorry you didn't do a good job with it. Ray's going with, with, with cereal. Yeah. 
Tommy, Tommy writes, his subject is Skinny Ray. He writes, uh, Mr. Longo, dropping those pounds in time for bikini season. <laughs> congrats, yeah, that, that man. That won't be happening, Tommy, but thanks for the vote of confidence. He writes, congrats, man. How does your weight loss affect your psychology and moods question. and energy, Tommy? Uh, to tell you, the weight loss, uh, first off, uh, I still got a long way to go, but thank you very much for the uh, compliment and the vote of confidence. Uh, I mean, it affects everything in a positive way. Uh, there's just no question about it. The only thing that affects me in a negative way is sitting about f- a foot to my left. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the weight Cloning. loss, yeah, the weight loss on my psychology, moods, energy. Obviously, energy is great because uh, the more you work out, the more energy you get, and that can only be a good thing. So it's all good. Health is wealth. I I, I think as uh, those of us who've watched it, it's been great. Just I want to say quickly. Your energy, your own training, incredible. Yeah. Your pace is incredible. Your your ability to work with scores of fighters at a time. All your young kids, you know, uh, they killed it this weekend, by the way. Oh, but yeah, we you, didn't even mention. You, we you have capitalized. That, so, yeah. I mean, the, the benefits are obvious for all of us to see in you. It's really yeah. a cool ride, yeah, it's man. A You've good done thing, a good man. job. Bunch of killers. In Great there, job. Yeah, yeah. And that, you brought up a really Some good killers point, man. Not in that there, I was man. there because I had my daughter's graduation, but, man, did they... Young they, Team they, Sarah Longo. They yeah, really yeah. killed it. There, there's literally, I was talking to Al about it. I said, look, the good thing is, you know, we don't have to even go anywhere for sparring. Let's just, you know, we have some really good guys yeah. now. And there's, you know, and if we're not even toy Like, even the kid is really good. Joey Colon's totally. phenomenal. Yeah, man, it's like the and, Yankees, man. You know, I the guys like that the won this, really Dennis really. Bazooka won a title. Dylan, uh, Dylan Montello. Triton title for Dennis, yeah, right? And, uh, and Charlie. And Charlie. Oh, no, Charlie oh, the time bomb. Just... You know, 22 seconds. Yeah. Just but, uh, but I mean, the, all first round knockouts, which is huge. I mean, they yeah. had a great night, great night Against for the team. Against good fighters. Yeah, great night for the team. Big stuff. And again, more importantly, just there's a really, you know, it's, it is homegrown talent. We have a, a good pool of people that we don't even have to bring in, you know, sparring from the outside, which is always a plus yeah, for great. a trainer. You know, no, it was so. really wonderful to see these young kids and uh, phenomenal and, and yeah. just a like I said, I feel like it's the Yankees. If we run short on fighters, we clone them. Yeah, we, clone. we can make another Charlie. Bad we can make news. it right. We got another day. Bad news. <laughs> we, 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 can, we can clone them. It was a great way to lean into the Memorial Day weekend. Interesting take on Memorial Day you had about uh, referring to it as a... Uh, uh, oh, no, th- this is how a... Things d- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really, it's just for me, I don't I reference... I didn't want to leave the show without giving you the opportunity to say that. Yeah, because I don't really... If I were to say something like thank you to the soldiers um, or thank you, if they could be in front of me, to an 18-year-old who charged the beaches in Normandy, it would be an insult. Um, there, you know, Everything that is good in my life is because of men and women who died and gave me that opportunity. That's really what it comes down to. And um, but anyway, on a, a little personal commitment I made to myself years ago is I don't really call fight sports combat sports. Um, it's just I know it's semantics and people will say, Tony, you're getting carried away. But, you know, combat combat is people don't come home from combat and fight fight sports are tough. You know, no doubt the fighters are tough. They get punched. But, you know, I grew up playing tackle football on a concrete basketball court. I, got, I was leaking, I, we got bloodied, we got stitches, you break bones. It's fun. It's part of everything. It's how you Sounds grow up. Sounds fun. Well, it is. It's, it's part of fighting. Fighting is very, those guys are tough. I love them. That's why I'm involved. It's why I admire them. I try to help them. But my point to that is I never refer to it as a combat sport because to me combat is a term reserved for the men and women in the United States military who put themselves in great danger. So it's a semantic that I've always said Everything to me will always be fight sports. Combat is life-threatening. You know, that's, uh, that is, that's interesting because I'd like to segue off of that. Okay, very okay. well. Um, that's my Into take. what everyone wants to hear. You're listening to MMA and Beyond, <laughs> and this is Mike Has a Topic. Okay, Mike <laughs> Has a Topic. And I think I it, it, it piggybacks on to, it piggybacks to what guy. you were saying. So I we have time for the, Mr. for the Mr. 70% of our listeners I who are can't. actually waiting for this, the 40 <laughs> minutes. I apologize, Ray, once again, directed everything towards him, his diet, All right, everything. Let's make this we topic love quick. you. Here we go. All right. 
NFL owners voted to settle the national anthem debate, removing the requirement for players to be on the field for the anthem and giving players the option to stay in the locker room. The new policy states all team and league personnel on the field shall stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. The game operations manual will be revised to remove the requirement that all players be on the field for the anthem. Personnel who choose not to stand for the anthem may stay in the locker room or in a similar location off the field until the anthem has been performed. That means that if they do not show proper respect for the flag and anthem on the sidelines, they will be fined. And I think that that goes to what you're saying is that if you are in this country, you should honor the men and women who have fought for you to be here. And I think that it's, it's you know, there's I'm, a lot of... of yeah. In any capacity, we can honor yeah, them. No, I can. No, I agree no wholeheartedly. You want to protest? Go do. Go get your, your, you know, your uh, whatever you need to protest down at the police station. Your, uh, mm-hmm. Fill out whatever forms you have to do, or whatever form a you know a peaceful protest. Not on the football field. Go do it. Take your own time and go do it. And that's what you won't see. They don't want to invest their time. They want to just waste everybody else's time. But I think that's a great thing. And. Uh, uh, my absolute sentiment agrees with you that I, I do want to see everyone stand. Um, it, it's a it's a private institution, the NFL, so they do have the right to make these yeah. rules. Um, if someone doesn't stand, it it's not my taste. I but I I do think they have the right not to stand. It well, isn't something all, that I appreciate. We'll all agree right? And they have the right. Yeah. To protest, no, I agree. But there's a but, right but, and a wrong way to protest. Yeah. Also, and I well, think but that's what you're what, saying is interesting. Is that they don't have a free speech argument. They don't because, have a free speech argument because, because the is, NFL yes. is an employer and as that's it right. only uh, uh, pertains to governmental. This is not free speech. That's right. Nothing to do with exactly. That. Right. There's a private institution that can dictate what they want from you. Absolutely. But but and I, I heartily agree with you. But now the TV sta- the TV stations are selling out on the national anthem for airtime, and we don't see it anyway. So you don't even get to two and a, two and a half three minutes of the national anthem because they're selling airspace during it. It's I, not. Ju- they'll use the excuse of the know protest. I stopped watching football. Okay, that's yeah, fair. That's fair. Know. But I know they're doing that. Uh, but and, anyway. and I think one of the reasons the NFL on a business aspect made that decision is because someone like Ray just said something that's huge. Something no business ever wants to hear. This bullshit made me stop watching. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so they, right, they had right. to they had to uh, make that adjustment. I'm, I'm with you, Tony, and I, I pulled up Voltaire. Voltaire had a great quote about this. He, he wrote, I disapprove of what you say, but will defend to death your right to say it. And you did that. And, and and that's exactly right. Where they went wrong or where they went wrong in the NFL's eyes and people's eyes is that you're you're protesting on a platform you didn't build or pay for. Mm-hmm. So the NFL spent billions, millions, other Fair companies, point, yeah. billions and millions to create this platform. It isn't for you. It's for them. And so you can protest, as Ray was saying. Go get yeah. your your thing. Go down and build your own platform and protest yeah, on this platform that someone else paid for. Please don't do that. Right. Could you imagine Fair. you run a show or you run a, a Broadway play, something small, a, a play somewhere, and you put all the money and energy and all the every the equipment that goes in it, and then somebody takes decides that that they, where they're going to take a stand. Well, they've done that actually. actually. You know, when so Pence it's, came it's, and and the guys I think oh, during Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton right? they, yeah. they, you know, not the form. Again, it's it's not. Yeah, it 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 becomes tricky because it doesn't become about. Uh, about anything other than a business running a business, and and so what was your take on it? What was what was uh, Mike has a topic? What was your take on it? No, I I think that that you're working, you have an employer, and these are the rules, and that's it. And and I think what Ray's saying is right. Now that where they run into a little bit of a problem is they might be uh, under their collective bargaining agreement. This was never brought up beforehand, so there may be issues on that, or if maybe a uh, a stadium or an NFL team gets federal monies like uh, Chicago, I think uh, there's some public monies that are that are in on the, on the stadium. So that might be an issue, but okay. I think the free speech, you're working for a private institution, they're your employer, and they have the right to restrict you. Got it. And that's what, uh, that's what it's all about, even though the Jets will pay for any fines that the guys do, that they've made that the president came out publicly, which, which I think is a shame. But, you know, this is uh, his right is he wants to pay those fines for them. That's what he's going to do. For me, it's something a little a little deeper. For me, I have no interest in, in in that at all. I don't really watch football and and how people do what they want. That for me, I, I understand the business aspect of it. Um, for me, the the greatest disrespect is is 
uh, how we treat our veterans beyond yeah. beyond whether hey, someone's kneeling or not. Man, man. Uh, the fact that a veteran has to wait a year to, to get anything for, for me, I just go to a doctor myself because to wait to wait for that kind of care you get. And so that kind of stuff, almost every store I go to uh, will offer me a 15 percent discount if I sign up for their card, but don't have any veterans discounts. Uh, those type of things for me are more are, are more aggravating and disrespectful than than whether somebody well, who's never committed anything to anything. When you came back to get a job, and they were like, "Oh, thank you, you yeah, can thanks do for that, your service. Yeah. Where's your degree?" Yeah, and so uh, that's that's exactly how that works. And something that happened Great to my point, brother. Steve. I won't I won't get deep into my brother's life, but uh, at the same time, 24 years in special ops, 14 war deployments, 14 war deployments, and. Um, and when he got out, it was exactly. Thank you so much for your service. What's your degree in? And so it's 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 um, for me that's a lot more disgusting and, and and that than than what people are doing at a football game. Watch it, don't watch it. I'm glad that the NFL took some sort of stance. I'm sure people will argue it ad nauseum. But again, for our veterans, for the family of veterans, uh, what happens to family members? Uh, of young kids, I mean, I, I'm I'm older than any of those soldiers are now, but young kids who who I, who I sweat with, laughed with, prayed with, and bled with, uh, who who died at a young age in, in in my four years, so somewhere between 18 and 22, dead, and their families uh, are just bye here here you gotta leave the base because you were here because of him, uh, he's dead, so you oh. gotta go, yeah, and 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 those people here 20 years later are still dealing with whatever they're dealing with, so. For me, I'm glad you brought that up. On Memorial Day weekend, I think that we should all uh, be inspired to to celebrate those veterans, to help out people who, who do sacrifice in so many ways. We have veterans, veterans' families uh, uh, that are here on this show and, and, and proud uh, patriots of, uh, and, of, and, and admirers of people who, who serve. Before we go, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you really quickly. I told you about, about uh, uh, I, I got... I got put into a jujitsu tournament. All right. Oh, wow, nice. I like I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I wanted to talk to you about uh, not trimming down, but refining, mm -hmm. refining uh, into competition, uh, not so much mindset, but physically. Mm -hmm. when, when you make that transition from, from just training because you're trying to stay fit to training to competing, What's the what's the initial shift there? Is it is it more repetition of cardio? Is it more mm -hmm. repetition of uh, am I striking more? Am I doing more just grappling? What is it? What is it? The transition. Great from question, that? superb question. Because the inherent assumption in performance coaches is there's standardized protocols in order to address this, and we here's what we do because the research shows we can improve the F, you know following biomotor abilities by doing A, B, C, and D. But Steve Maraboli may need E, F, G, H, I. So the point to all that is that what happens here now is you assess the game, obviously. What are your strong points? If endurance is superb, wonderful. There's no need to make any training and no conditioning or volume. If you're a sucking wind over five or six minutes when the intensity is high, then there can be ancillary modalities that we can use to improve the cardiovascular you know, uh, status or your cardiorespiratory capacity. And that's what we would do if you feel that um, jiu-jitsu players and uh, pra practitioners of the same weight have strength advantages over you, then we work on that. We talk to the who coaches you. We look at what are you strong at. We look at what may be weak. And that is how we make it. That is how you dictate on what has to be done. When you do a medical diagnosis, you do a diagnosis. Somebody doesn't just walk in and go, you, you don't just go, you look depressed. Here's Paxson. Okay. No, you sit down, you talk, you look right. for problems, you try to see what's wrong, what's good, what's working well, what's not working. We do the same thing. There should be, a, if you will, not formal word, but a diagnosis, a, a, an assessment that goes into great depth about what you excel at, where you feel you need work, what is your diet like, what is your fluid intake like, and in this situation you happen to be in great condition you've done talk about two gentlemen who've really done a wonderful job mr longo mr marabo who's down i don't know i don't want to speak for you how many pounds but looks incredible and is probably two or three pounds 
above his scale rolling weight I'm now. 183 right that now. That is phenomenal. So awesome. we would find what you're happy with, what we got to no, adjust. I'm almost lifting him. Look, he's got the Elias. See in the tuxedo? In yeah. the thing that Where, got, where's you know, his? Right behind around. you. <laughs> Tony, you're okay. in the middle of talking. I can't even keep a straight face. This guy's the best. Hey, that's the boy. <laughs> if there's ever a Broadway play for obviously, Aladdin. Yeah. Obviously that in. fight had more action. It wasn't he's too in. boring. He's yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. El Elias, you are, you are yeah, Aladdin. And if, if it comes to Broadway, you're that guy. In summary, Steve, you're ready. We love Elias. Yeah. Good job there, yeah, Eli. Yeah. Great fight, Team Spartan. Good stuff. Mike, anything else, buddy? Happy to be here. I, you had a I'm new chime today. Yeah, two are. Very, very funny. 50, 60, Thanks, everybody. Ray, congratulations again. Ray Longo. Apologize. Fight Shape Ricci, common denominator to many successes. Thank you for everybody that came in studio today. We have a full audience. Packed today. And we will double our audience because you all are agreeing to be cloned next week, right? Clone. All right. Bad stuff. Team cloning. <laughs> Bad moon on the rise, baby. Clone Bad audience. moon on the rise. <laughs> Folks, I hope we can clone our numbers. Men and women, <laughs> United clone States. Numbers. Thank right. you. God thank you, everyone you. who serves. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very we much. Love yep. you all. That's good stuff. This is yeah. MMA and Beyond. Check out MMA and Beyond.com. Share, share, share. We'll see you next time. All right.